0: I'm Greg Morgan, and um, what you may not know is my producer is Frank. He sits behind the glass in front of me, pressing all the buttons, because, well, after almost 40 years of broadcasting, I still... I'm an, unable to do that on my own, I guess, they f- they figure. But Frank has a dog named Benny. And he figures it costs him about $3,400, Frank, a year to feed Benny. What can, is he a small dog, big dog? Big dog. What kind of dog, Frank? German Shepherd. Okay, so here's the deal. The cost of owning a dog continues to rise. There's this survey from Hello Safe that found that costs is up about 25% since 2021. And the biggest cost in having a dog is the food. So for a small dog, they suggest it's about 500 bucks a year. Even for a small dog, I I thought it would be more than that. It's gotta be. Dog food isn't cheap these days, is it? A large breed, they estimate 2,700. Frank just told me 3,400 for his uh, German Shepherd. And then, of course, you got the vet bills, right? How... How about you with your dog? Do you think that that's pretty much in line with what you're spending on dog food? If you got a small dog, what are you spending? 500 bucks a year, like they said, or 2,700 for a larger breed or closer to 3,400, as Frank is suggesting. I think, Frank, you're more in tune to what the reality is here because we don't have a, a large dog. My, uh, my partner, Jen, she has, yeah, I guess, a large dog, but... Man, I don't know. It, it it seems like 3 grand easy, maybe more. Don't don't ever get me started. I'm no longer a dog owner personally now. I love dogs. Had a dog most of my life. I am free. I am free to do whatever I want without a dog holding me back because nobody wants to look after your dog. They say they will and they will do it for you on occasion. They don't really want to do it. Just so you know. It is liberating not having a dog, but at the same time, I do love dogs. Hate cats, love dogs. Ironically, my oldest daughter is back at home right now, and she brought her cat, and I can't stand it. Yet it's so damn cute. What kind of bills are you uh, forking over for that dog when it comes to dog food? I'm curious. one 877 7275 if you want to weigh in on the conversation here. Want to give a real uh, special shout-out to uh, Regina Pats. A couple of uh, ways they're doing great in the community. Uh, raised more than eighteen grand for the Children's Miracle Network, all thanks to you who uh, might have, uh, you know, bought a, a jersey. SpongeBob SquarePants jersey night on Saturday night. They had them all up online, and they raised more than $18,000. And they looked pretty colorful on the ice. Hey, they inspired the Pats to win that game, too. Uh, Pats also with Canadian Blood Services inviting you to give blood their uh, Pat's Week to Save Lives blood drive is tomorrow from 5 till 7. So if you want to drop by at the same time or book an appointment, more importantly, uh, you can do just that. Corey Perry, someone notorious. I'll get to that. Uh, in Edmonton, they signed up for uh, the year yesterday. And as an other fan, I'm all for more on that in a moment. But first, I got to share some of these texts. one 877 7275 A moment ago, I was talking about the cost of owning the dog and how it's rising, particularly pet food. They suggest uh, a $500 tab a year for a small dog, which I think is incredibly low. A uh, large breed costs nearly twenty seven hundred, and then my my producer Frank tells me you have a German Shepherd thirty four hundred, and you were just doing a little more math. What did you figure out here? Yeah, so we crunched the numbers. Uh, so we get specialty food because right off the get go, we found out he had right? allergies. So that's around thirty four hundred bucks uh, a year. Uh, last year was around two thousand dollars in med bills, so a little bit less than usual, which <laughs> is a nice relief. And then, of course, toys, everything else. Uh, I'm looking at around six grand. Yeah, every year on this dog and which I how, love uh, and you you love the dog so much that that doesn't bother you right because that's what a dog owner is it doesn't until I go into the food store and spend two hundred dollars every yeah. three weeks um but yeah it's one of those things like we I had a German shepherd growing up i didn't know about all the medical stuff until afterwards, but the the first week we had him, he was doing zoomies in the yard. I thought he broke his leg, took him to the vet two hours later he comes running out apparently it's just a a German shepherd thing is what they say so oh, he's really? been he's been a fun. A fun dog. Yeah, when it last comes to years. dog food too, and it's so important. And uh, you know, I have to admit, I had Shelties all, all my childhood growing up. And the last Sheltie I had, I uh, discovered this food that uh, because shedding's always a problem with dogs, yep. right? And there is food now. I don't know what they've done where it can cut down on shedding. Also, certain foods help with the poop cleanup too. It's Big incredible animal. now. And yeah. goat milk. Okay, so grand total for food alone is about thirty four hundred for you, right, Frank? Yep. Okay, well, some of the techs coming in. Thanks, Frank. We have an English Bulldog. It costs 1600 bucks. is uh, what one tech said. But add in allergy meds, vet bills like Frank, special shampoo. It's easily costing us five grand a year. Oh, and don't forget the toys. $25 a toy times three to four months. month. <laughs> Your bill continues to uh, be on the rise. Didn't leave a name, but I thank you for that. Uh, oh, here's someone who's uh, with me on the uh, idea of uh, dogs... Uh, so great, but after uh, a while, it's liberating to not have a dog. I I lost my dogs just because of age, right? So, um, I do miss my dogs, but I made a conscious decision not to get another one, even fighting my kids' desire too. But, uh, I understand it's an expensive investment. A dog. What are you into? One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. 7275 back to Corey Perry. I mentioned that uh, he's now an Edmonton Oiler. He declined to shed much more light on the situation about uh, what happened in Chicago when he was introduced yesterday. You know, uh, over the last two months, I've really had a, a chance to reflect and you know, get the help and take full responsibility for what happened in Chicago and try to better myself. Those are the things that I've been working on. I've been working on uh, with people in, in the mental health field and um, in different fields, so it's, it, it's been a a long time to get back to this to this spot um to be back on that ice with with players in in the NHL and you know I have to have to thank you know my family my friends all the all the support I've gotten as an Oiler fan I like the move uh if I were running the Oilers I would have made the deal too you know you're going to the Stanley Cup final with him he played 196 playoff games He's got more than 120 points in all those games. He's won the cup with Anaheim in 2017, three trips to the finals with Dallas, Montreal and Tampa Bay. Edmonton was not the only team interested, but he actually said when you have young kids who love hockey, uh you have to put up with them watching Connor McDavid. And he said it, it was kind of Easier to choose Edmonton because of his children. And uh, Connor McDavid said he disliked playing against him and wants him on his team. Hate to play against him, love to play with. And you always hear you always hear those about certain players. And he would certainly,
1: you know, fit that category. Did I dislike playing against Corey Perry?
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think every player does. Uh, he will not play against Columbus tonight, nor Thursday against the Blackhawks. Ironically, likely Saturday uh, he'll uh, suit up against. Nashville, and uh, speaking of uh, the Blackhawks, six more weeks for Connor Bedard. He's out at least six more weeks with that broken jaw, unfortunately. Well, they made a change over at the Real District. Uh, Tim Reedy's gone. Now interim CEO is Roberta Engel, who joins me now here on the morning show. And I thank you for uh, joining me, Roberta. How long do you think you're going to be in this position of interim CEO?
2: That's a great question. And I've been asked it several times. And um, my general response is I'm going to be the uh, interim CEO for real for as long as it takes to uh, get us on a stable path and moving us forward And so Whatever our new board and city council needs, I'm here to uh, help deliver and uh, lead our amazing team at Real.
0: There's definitely concern of the infrastructure of the Real District, right? And uh, is that something that you can take action to improve upon? Say starting with leaky roofs at the cooperators. That's the one that is always being shared on social media. Uh, Is that an objective of yours?
2: Yes, I think when um, we were delivering our budget to council, um, there was a lot of focus in on our deferred maintenance plan and developing, you know, a formal capital plan that addresses those leaky roofs and uh, issues at the Brand Centre. And so, yes, that is definitely part of the plan and bringing some stability uh, to the district.
0: Have you been able to, uh, you know, spread the word that, hey... We're stable now. There are a lot of great employees at the Real District, and do they feel good now about uh, where they work and not having to worry about jobs, or are there cuts to come, anything like that?
2: You know, absolutely. We were able to reach out to all of our partners and sponsors, and um, they've been super supportive, so I want to thank them for that. Um, our staff are excited. We had a couple of staff meetings to kick off Frost last week, and they're super excited. And, and I believe there's a level of comfort there. Um, Real is here to stay. We've, you know, we've been there for 140 years, and so I don't believe we're we're going anywhere anytime soon.
0: Roberta Engel is my guest. Let's talk a bit about Frost. Uh, it's going to bring some great fun and outdoor enjoyment. What can we expect this year?
2: We're super excited to be offering Confederation Park as a free event this year. So we've got uh, the amazing ice slides, which were consistently lined up last year by kids wanting to go down the ice slides. We've got a snow maze again. Uh, We're doing street hockey and ice sculptures in Confederation Park. Um, We will also be offering glow, which will be scattered throughout the uh, through the indoors. So meaning instead of just in one location. You'll be able to walk and enjoy all of the uh, beautiful fairy, fairy tale theme of glow throughout the property. Um, we are doing two brunches again this year. So uh, both Sundays we'll offer uh, a brunch and uh, for just $40, you can get into the uh, brunch for adults and get into frost as well as uh, $15 for kids. And then also, too, we've partnered with the Chamber to do the chili cook-off again. And so that occurs next Saturday uh, in the ITC from 12 to 2.
0: It's going to be awesome. Interim CEO okay. of the Real District, Roberta Engel, is here. And uh, the long-term entertainment calendar, it looks a little quiet, though. A motorsports show near. I don't see any concerts. We continue to see a lot going to Saskatoon. That's going to be an aspect you're going to have to deal with there, too. And what about the thought of a big outdoor show at Mosaic this summer? Is, is that a part of the plan?
2: Yes, the entertainment team is consistently working with the industry to try and locate a show that we could uh, bring back to the stadium. We have several holds, and of course, you know, we can't divulge any holds that we may have at uh, the Brand Centre, but the entertainment team is uh, working on getting those holds. Yes, we do have um, Motorsports Spectacular this weekend. Don't forget about our Hockey Canada Revolvery, which is in uh, Brand Centre on February 9th, where our national women's team faces off against the U.S., We've got the Briar right around the corner. Yeah, that's going
0: to be first. fun in March. Yeah, so
2: it's going to be a great event. Um, planning is well underway. And um, are
0: you, are you certainly- concerned at least uh, because a lot of people uh, t- giving the real district flack in regards to expenditures? Uh, it, does that uh, pause for concern how much entertainment you bring in?
2: Um, no, I believe we, we're doing it in a fiscally responsible manner. And so we're working very closely with the teams to make sure that all of our events are delivered um, in an operationally efficient manner and to generate sales that need to uh, bring profit to well, the district.
0: Well, look, Roberta, I uh, I know your resume is uh, pretty impressive. And I think, uh, you know, it's great that they've uh, put you in the interim position. I wish you well and the very best of luck here. And uh, thanks for taking us on here this morning and dropping by and telling us all about what's What's on your docket? It's a handful, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for reaching up, Greg. Truly appreciated the opportunity, and uh, you have an amazing day. The Oscar nominations.
0: Coming out this morning, and uh, joining me now is Brett Buster, our resident movie critic. Looks like Oppenheimer, as we expect, it has the most, right? 13, is that what I got?
1: Yep, I had, a, I, was, had, I had a running tally. Oppenheimer leads with 13, and then uh, next up is Poor Things with 11, Killers of the Flower Moon with 10, and uh, Barbie with 8.
0: I don't think Poor Things has been here. That's the Emma Stone one, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Has it been in the
1: theater? Yeah, here? it was at the Southland. It's my favorite it's movie. kind of like the
0: Frankenstein yeah. uh,
1: version of uh Of, Bar- of, of Barbie, honestly. It, it was my favorite movie of last year. I loved it.
0: The Killers of the Flower uh, Flower's Moon?
1: Yep. Has 10.
0: Has right? 10 nominations. And that movie was almost four hours.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's on <laughs> Apple TV right now. It's three and a half hours. I didn't love it, but it is what it is. I love
0: seeing Lily Gladstone uh, getting a nomination there uh, from all reports of that movie. She was the highlight of that movie.
1: I don't agree, but uh, I, I actually think that Leonardo DiCaprio was the highlight of that movie. He didn't get a and nomination. And he didn't get a nomination. That's how interesting and competitive this year was.
0: Well, the most mind-blowing to me is, okay, we expected Barbie to get, uh, what, a few nominations. She got eight, so that's pretty good. Yep. But no Margot Robbie in the Best Actress category. How? I I can't believe it. Barbie isn't even like a terrific movie to me. I I haven't gotten through the whole thing. (laughs) I'm only about halfway, but I've enjoyed it. But still, she's incredible there. And Greta Gerwig, not uh, Best Director for the movie. That's insane to me. It was a very competitive year. And two
1: foreign films, uh, The Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, uh, overperformed and both got Best Picture nominations, Director nominations, Writing nominations. So they just edged out uh, Greta Gerwig. But for Barbie... Uh, Ryan Gosling, Canadian boy, did get in for Best Supporting Actor. And then America Ferrera, which is the biggest WTF for me of all the nominations.
0: Um, You don't agree. I don't agree at all. If if you really appreciated Barbie, you probably would have thought otherwise. Because that's the one character from Barbie that every woman who has seen Barbie... Speaks of highly. Sure, she got the Anne Hathaway Award for Les Misérables. You know, she's like <laughs> barely in it and
1: has one scene, so give her an, an award. Okay.
0: Well, look, I I I don't see uh, the ratings of the Oscars uh, really exploding here with uh, the lack of Emma and, and Greta. You mean uh, but you and, mean Margot? Uh, oh, Margot. Um, I'm sorry. With uh, you know nominations lacking, there they had such an opportunity here to try and you know show some love to the commercial hits. I mean, oh, often, what about my Mission Impossible movie. I loved it. It was my favorite movie. It got
1: it got a sound nomination and and a visual effects nomination. So two nominations for Mission Impossible. Also, Oppenheimer was almost as successful as Barbie, and it got thirteen nominations. So you'd think that would still bring people in to watch the show. And Jimmy Kimmel's hosting. I didn't realize that until like yesterday. Again, he's
0: the only reason I'll tune in to the Oscars because I love Jimmy Kimmel. I'll watch the first uh, and then I'll catch up the rest from you the next day. Yeah, (laughs) and I've
1: seen I've seen nine out of ten of the best picture nominations. The only one I haven't seen is zone of interest it hasn't been available here you can't stream it yet so i'm just holding out for that last one do you think the oscar television show will be longer than oppenheimer I don't know, but I did hear one great thing with the announcement this morning. They're moving it an hour earlier, so it doesn't go as long into the night. I think that's a win. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, especially for guys like me. Yes, who, who are in bed way earlier than the normal people. All right, thank you, Brett. Uh, Oscars. Uh, what did you like? One eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. Is there a movie that you thought deserves Best Picture immediately? Let me know one eight seven seven three hundred seven two seven five. It's eight twenty six now.